Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. This episode, we are talking about relationships and uh, continue. We've talked about uh, with our spouse, with our aging parents, uh, and then also our children. And this episode is uh, obviously about our siblings. And uh, of course, uh, at our age, Greg, uh, you and I have, um, we've had a lot of years uh, with our siblings. And I know, um, you know, we'll get into that and talking about that in, in just a little bit. But uh, this comes from uh, my book, the Amazon uh, number one best-selling, uh, Finishing on Fire, mm-hmm. uh, Living Your um, Legacy of Purpose, Passion, and Prosperity. And I'm going to start out with a quote from that book. Let me find a page here. But it, it, we talk about targeting. And, and in this chapter, it's chapter 12, I talk about targeting people. And really in our life, what we need to do is focus in or target uh, people based on our relationships with them. And, and of course, the bullseye people are number one is your spouse. Okay, that should be the most important person that, that you really share and spend the time with and, and, and have that relationship with, where the next one also in that in that bullseye is our parents, if they're still alive, your parents, and mm-hmm. then uh, the next would be your children also in there. Okay, that's your bullseye. Those are the people you target, and they are bullseye people. Now, when you go out to the first ring, that's when we bring in our siblings. Okay, mm-hmm. and so uh, in my case, I've got um, two brothers, a younger brother and an older brother, and then I've got a sister. And, uh, and so we've, we've got four of us. We had mom and dad and four kids and just a fantastic family and uh, relationship uh, throughout. Now, Greg, you might want to tell us a little bit about your family and how things uh, have gone with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, in contrast, my family, it was much more spread out to the point of it seemed like they were at least two families. Uh, so, so I'm the youngest. My sister is six years older than me. Um, my brother, next oldest, would have been 12 years older than me. He's no longer no longer living. And wow. my and my um, the oldest in our family, my my um, sister, would is, was 15 years older than me. And so it was like, <laughs> so it was like there was a you know a brother and a sister together three years apart, and then then there came my sister and me, but we were six years apart. And even that, by the time that she was old enough, you know, when I was six, she was 12. And um, so there was enough distance there to, it wasn't somebody that you could play a lot of games with when you were growing up and do things, you know, (laughs) old enough to be your babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's funny. Building babysitter. So just a little different set of family dynamics, you know. And everybody grows up in families that are different. You know, there's no one answer what a family looks like, but it's just kind of interesting of you, as you and I've talked about our family experiences that there's just a contrast there. Yeah. Yeah. Huge contrast. I, I know 
when I speak about my, my siblings, as far as age goes, I go back to the year we graduated high school. Okay. So, uh-huh. so Kelly, that was the oldest, he was 72 and my sister was 76. I graduated in 1979 and then my brother Doug was 1980. And so we were obviously very close, uh, yeah. 18 months apart. And, um, and actually, I was a snowstorm baby, so I don't know. I, I'll tell you that story. <laughs> but, um, uh, and my first book actually is about, you know, living in the ditch. And it's about, you know, one ditch, two boys, 3,000 adventures. And we, I talk about in that book about, you know, living right next door to a perennial stream um, where Doug and I were, we were in the ditch every day i mean catching frogs <laughs> and turtles and snakes and fish and everything it was just uh, crawdads oh my gosh we had a time but my first book talks about a lot of those adventures and pretty awesome but uh, but yeah our family was fairly close of course our, our my brother kelly he was seven years ahead of me and so we weren't real close uh you know because he was busy doing a lot of other things where Doug and I were like buddies. And then my sister was there. Uh, she was just uh, three years ahead of me. So, so we spent a lot of time, you know, together, mostly uh, pulling her hair and, you know, teasing. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Being brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, but yeah, it's, it's just been a, it's, it's different. You know, we're, we're all, all families are different, but um, um, I can't complain because be honest with you. Um, now we we didn't have a lot of money. Uh, I tell people we were so poor that we couldn't even pay attention. Mm. But uh, <laughs> but but that's that's not really true. We just didn't pay attention anyway. Now we um, we were okay. Uh, we didn't know realize we were that poor, but we were okay. We we never went without meals, obviously, and 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 uh, we always had a family car and and so forth. So so we were okay, but. Um, but we really had a, a good family. We, we lived in a, a, not a tiny house, but it was a very small house. <laughs> <laughs> small by today's standards. Point, oh my gosh. It was, yeah, it, it's like, um, it's about the size of our kitchen and our living room and our bathroom right now. Okay. I mean, it's really yeah. you know pretty small, but uh, we actually had is two bedrooms and, and we actually had at one time, we had four kids in that one little bedroom. Wow. And we had a set of bunk beds and then two singles and there was just barely room to walk in between, you know, the beds. It was, it was tight. It was tight. So it wasn't so much a problem for the boys, but having my sister in there, that (laughs) (laughs) true, true. that poor girl. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) so yeah, that was um, some, some really good stories on that. We need to get into those later, but, uh, so, so Greg, tell me a little bit about, so you actually, uh, siblings, uh, you had two sisters and a brother and you have actually lost uh, a brother. He passed away right? and you have a sister that passed away. Right. Exactly. Uh, can you tell a little bit about that? Uh, you know, talk a little bit about that, please. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, um, my sister passed away when I was in college and she, um, had a long battle with brain cancer. <clears throat> and so that's not something, not any type of cancer is not easy to watch, but that one, you know, you start to lose control of some of your, just your thoughts and they don't always, you know, they aren't coherent and don't really, it's not you. <laughs> Cause sometimes they just go off the rails a little bit, but so it was kind of hard to watch. 
I guess, thankfully I was at college and, you know, three hours away. And so I didn't get to see her on a daily basis, unfortunately, but, um, but, but on the good news is because she was so much older, I have a nephew that's only three years younger than me. And so growing up, we were kind of like, you know, best friends when, when he was, uh, when we were together. So that was, that was a fun, that was a good, you know, positive thing that came out of it. And then my, then my brother passed away. Oh my gosh. Um, it's been a number of years now. Um, but he, um, he, he had cancer as well, colon, colon cancer. And it was just one of those surprise things where, you know, especially we as men we put off stuff and he put off yep. till the very last minute getting something looked at that it would have been to his advantage to get it looked at earlier and you know he was gone in no time wow that that's a hard one so so going back to your sister real quick she was what in her mid-30s right oh my gosh yeah that's, that's so hard that's so hard yeah and, and she had how many children two yeah two children yeah, uh, yeah my niece and my nephew yeah gosh that's that's hard that, yeah that's so hard so and then your brother when he passed he was um was, was he in his 50s yeah he was uh, he was actually by that time he would have been in his 60s in his 60s okay yeah okay. yeah still very young very too young. Were, right exactly yeah yeah, I tell you, that's 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 a hard thing. Um, you know, there's no no good time to lose, you know, a sibling. Uh, that's a, that's a hard thing, even if you're not close. Uh, you know, you're bo- you're bonded with them, you know, and right. um, you're part of the family. And, and when they go, a part of you, you know, is lost, you know, exactly a lot of yep. history there. So that that's hard. So. Um, so you have a sister now that is, um, she's still okay. Is she, is she healthy? Yeah. Yeah. She's doing well. And, um, yeah, we stay in touch. And so that's good. Um, gosh, she lives about five hours from here. So it does, you know, we don't get to see each other as much as we'd like to, but Hey, the miracle of uh, texting, right? (laughs) (laughs) Think, Think how many families now stay so much more in touch with each other even just to give each other, uh, you know, a ribbing or a hard time periodically, but at least they stay in touch. You know, if they forget to buy, a, forget to buy a card or something, you know, they can at least text to say happy birthday or something. <laughs> well, that's, that is so crazy. That's, that's funny. That reminds me, I got to tell you this, this is, I'm, I'm well known for texting. Um, and, and I get a yellow sticky note. Uh, I got these sticky note dispensers everywhere. Uh, and I, I pull one out and I write their name and happy birthday or something on that. that and mm-hmm. I hold it up and I do a little video yeah. and I do a, a, like a short video and say, happy, happy birthday or happy anniversary or, Hey, I love you. You know, I'm proud of you something. And then, so I text them that little video and it's, it's very personalized, you know, very low tech, <laughs> right. but, but it's, it's, it's a great way uh, to connect. And, um, and you're right. There's, there's no excuse today. And we'll talk about that at the very end, you know, our challenge our two minute warning, uh, right. what we should do. But, but Greg, that reminds me, um, you know, talking about, uh, our siblings, my brother, uh, Doug, my sister, Myra, myself, and then my sister-in-law, Talisa, my, my oldest brother, Kelly, his wife, we're the four, uh, that keep in contact every single day we text. And what we text about is typically, 
you know, caring for mom. She's 86. Uh, mm. She was 86 in February. And mom, she um, she's still at home by herself. Uh, she has a little golf cart, drives around town. She's <laughs> awesome. She's, she's something funny. If, now, if you go on TikTok, you'll love this. I'm on TikTok and I have a video every day. It's about, I'm called the Attitude Answer Man. And it's attitude underscore and then answer man. And, uh, and I have a little encouraging video every day and I get, uh, you know, several, uh, at least a couple hundred or more, you know, views and so forth. Now this, hopefully it'll keep climbing because I get a lot of, but I've had thousands and thousands of people that have watched these TikTok videos and, uh, and it's really kind of fun, but technology is, <laughs> has really uh, made the world a lot, a uh, lot smaller. And with my siblings, Every single day, we're taking care of mom through simple text, and um, and we will text each other, hey, you know, mom took her medicine this morning, uh, she sounded good, whatever, or we say, hey, mom's golf cart is broke, something's the matter with it, you know, can somebody go, you know, take it to the shop, so usually Kelly or Doug will do that, uh, or hey, mom's got a doctor's appointment coming up, you know, can somebody take care of her, because because my brother and my sister-in-law, uh, my other brother, they're right there close. They're within 10 miles of mom. My sister's in San Diego. So she's, you know, out in California. Well, we're here in Indiana. Yeah. So Myra helps. Uh, she calls mom several times a week and checks on her meds. Um, and then she'll text us and tell her what's going on. But Myra does a lot of other things. Um, she helps uh, in so many ways. Uh, but uh, we just have an amazing relationship. Um us four, us four siblings and our, and our spouses, which is amazing. Um, you know, we have, have my, my other siblings, we have three, four of us together. We all have our spouses and we're all basically pretty healthy. And so, you know, to be yeah. at our age, we're very, very blessed. And, and, it, and we have a great dynamic uh, because a lot of times, you know, things change when, uh, when our brothers or sisters get married uh, maybe they, they uh, connect with a spouse that is maybe a little jealous or they have issues and, mm -hmm. they, and they really start separating and, and, and fracturing that relationship where, where my family, oh my gosh. And I, I talk about it in my book, Finishing on Fire, uh, just some of the great relationships that I have. Matter of fact, I was going to quote something. I don't even think I wrote it down here, but it, it talks about, you know, we don't have a lot of money but the riches that I have in our family and, and the blessings that we have are worth, there are people that would pay millions and millions of dollars to have uh, what I have yep. as far as family relationships, because it just, it's amazing. You know, we get together for holidays. We're either at my, my brother, older brother Kelly's house, which is uh, Christmas Eve every year, or any other holiday is at my brother Doug's house. And, uh, and, and it's just, it's just awesome. It's phenomenal. And, uh, and so I help to coach people when they want to coach about, you know, relationships. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it comes out of the book. And, and then of course we have our, our two day uh, men's workshops. You know, we have 12 men, two days at a time. And we talk about, you know, finishing on fire. And, and that's just such a positive time where we can help men make every day truly count and make every day uh, their best day yet. And, and that's really what this show is about. That's what the book is about. And, uh, and having uh, the great relationship with our siblings is, is all a big part of that. And, um, and I know 
there are so many people that would love to have, you know, what, what I have. And, you know, and, and, and I have to remember that from time to time that, you know what, a lot of people don't have it. And, 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 and I'm very blessed and I need to, and I need to be grateful, you know, really grateful for that. So, right. Yeah. I remember that quote from the book for sure. And uh, yeah, what would definitely say that what you have is highly unusual and it's really, I could understand how you could take it for granted because I'm assume it's always been that way, right? Yeah, we have never had any, any issues. Um, yeah. I, I think a lot of it is our attitude of, you know, we love each other first. Well, our parents, you know, mom and dad, mm -hmm. they raised us with uh, love, uh, respect, respecting each other. Uh, work ethic. I mean, you work, you get out there and you work and do your part. Um you know, just being a good person. Of course, they took us to church, you know, every Sunday and, and, and taught us the values uh, of Christ, of how to, you know, love one another and, and to, um, mm -hmm. you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, you know, and, and, and we always, you know, we learned that and we were taught that. And no matter who you were, I know there's a lot of issues these days about race and all this other division and chaos in, in America, sorry, you know, my dad and mom, they wouldn't put up with any of that. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we were raised in a small town where uh, we did not have, uh, it was, it was just an all white community. Uh, we didn't have any, any black folks or any Latino or Hispanic at, at all, but my mom and dad, they said, you treat every person with full respect and, and you, uh, you, you know, you behave, you show your manners, your kindness. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's where we were raised. And so, we've always treated each other as siblings in a very similar fashion. We've always, you know, tried to help. We, we don't get in each other's business necessarily, but boy, if we need help, you know, we're there. So, so it, it's awesome. I, I have to have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are truly, truly blessed with that. And um, you know, you were just talking about um, respecting others, being kind and things like that. And it's one of the things that I know you and I've talked about it really doesn't cost you anything to be kind to somebody else. And it can make such a difference for both of you. It's yeah. uplifting for both of you yeah. versus the cost of not doing it can be, you know, really negative, really incredibly bad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So just like to remind people, I'm sure you reminded your kids growing up and maybe still that, you know, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. So do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, and that's the thing that gets me. It's like, really, why wouldn't you be? And, and, right. and you look at people and you say, um, you know, how do you want to be treated? Well, you would want to be treated with, you know, kindness and, 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 and respect. And, and, and so why, why wouldn't you do the same thing? And I always tell my kids, you know, when you're walking around in life and, and you see someone without a smile on their face, well, give them yours. Yeah. And uh, that that will work every time because most people, when you greet them with a smile and a and an encouraging nod or or hello or good morning, they're going to respond in kind. And a lot of times they may just be having a really crappy day, and just your smile and encouragement, that little word of good morning or hello, mm -hmm. maybe what they needed right then. That may have just been what they needed. So you know that's that's so important. You know, you just made me think of when our kids were growing up, um, we always made it a point, hopefully modeled it well, 
<clears throat> but when you're just going through a checkout line, nothing angers me more when you've got people that are being disrespectful to cashiers and such, or right. they're on their, you know, they're on their phone the whole time or watching it there. And as I say, you say the kids, you know, they're treating them like they're a machine or something with yeah. no, with no respect for them as a human being and what yeah. a difference it can make just to take an interest in them, what they've got going on. Cause you never know what's happening in somebody else's life. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And, and I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I go through life and I always make eye contact uh, with people and I try to acknowledge them. A lot of times you see, you see people and they just, I don't know, it's almost like they're in their own little world, but, but I really, I've, I've heard the saying that you never stand taller than when you reach down and help someone up. And, mm. and you can do that uh, just by a word of encouragement or a smile or an acknowledgement, uh, you know, uh, being respectful. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I go into a restaurant, uh, I see people that, um, you know, they're just, they're rude and they're disrespectful of the servers who's coming out there to take your order, you know, to, to, uh, you know, bring your food and your condiments, all, whatever you need. And, and they're just, they're just kind of rude. And it's like, wow, you do not have to do that. It's a choice. It's a life is a series of choices. And I talk about that in finishing on fire. Yep. In this book, I talk about every day you're just making a series of choices. Am I going to be a, a, a nice person today or am I going to be a jerk? And everything you do is a choice. And, and it's totally up to you, 100%. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, let me throw in one more tip for people. Again, you just made me think of something else that we had <laughs> talked about before the show. So I don't know if you've ever seen this video there is a Chick-fil-A training video that they use that's on YouTube and it's called um, something like the following. It's called every person has a story. Yeah. If, you, if you've never watched that, it is an amazing video. They did such a good job of capturing from a cashier's point of view, someone helping at a Chick-fil-A restaurant each customer that comes up and has got the thought bubbles about what's going on in their life. Like their husband just passed away and this is the first time they've been out for lunch or somebody just lost their wow. job. You know, it, it is one of the best ones I have ever seen. If you've had a chance to check it out wow. anyway, just throwing that that's, in. That's a Chick-fil-A. It's on TikTok or not TikTok on uh, YouTube. 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 Yeah. It's probably 10 years old now. Probably it's been out there a while. That's such an important thing. I, I remember uh, Mary Kay Ash, who mm. started Mary Kay Cosmetics. Right. And her and Jim Rohn were buddies, and they, they went through some training stuff together. But Mary Kay Ash was known for saying, you know, whenever you meet somebody, just pretend that they have a sign on their forehead that says, make me feel important. Mm. Um, and, and that's what people want, you know, make, acknowledge them, respect them, be kind to them, you know, encourage them, make me feel important. And that's, that's what people want. Acknowledgement, respect, kindness. And, and like you said, you don't know, you know, their bubble up there may say, yeah, my dad died yesterday or, exactly. or, you know, or, or, or my wife just left me or, you know, or, or I have a son that's, that's, that's handicapped and, and we're struggling, you know, with his physical well-being, you know, and, yep. and, you know, we just don't realize that. So, so it's, that's a good, that's a good one. I need to check that out. So <laughs> yeah, check that out. Yeah. So um, 
Well, so let's switch over to a we got pretty serious there. Let's switch over to, to our Wadsy's World segment for today. And now it's time for Wadsy's World. Yes, Dave Wadsworth's true life animal stories. Today's magic number is 21. So Dave's going to pull out his list of animal encounters and uh, help us understand what animal 21 what sort of relationship and encounter they had that's you know that 21 is a good number that was my uh, actually my football jersey number in high school there you when go I played football yeah i was number 21 uh nobody famous you know really wore that number but i did so <laughs> <laughs> you're famous yeah yeah my brother he wore uh, uh jersey 34 because he you know we were big fans of walter payton yeah uh, which is uh, uh, kind of another amazing story because, uh, and we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Remind me, because we're going to talk about our okay. um, relationship with our friends and we've got a mutual friend, uh, Leslie, and we want to talk about his dad just a minute uh, being a football coach. So, anyway, Oh yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Number 21, my football Jersey number. And as far as animals go, Oh, it's an Eagle. Okay. We're going to talk about Eagles. Uh, I need to come up with an animal story that involves an eagle. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. Okay, let me think. I've got a, I got uh, several different ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's what I like. Um, I do work. I have a machine, and I go into uh, a woods, and I can make it a park. I, I mulch the trees and brush and invasive species and all the ugly stuff and help the good trees and plants grow. And uh, there's a gentleman up by Bloomington, Indiana, and he bought a couple of 300 acres, 200 and some acres, and he's going to uh, have different animals in there. He wanted to put a fence around the whole property. So I was uh, wow. cutting away around his whole property, and, um, and it was actually, I don't know what the total distance was, probably a mile and a half or more, you know, uh, but I had to cut several paths through there. And in one area, I could not go through until there was this huge poplar tree that had died. It was just a huge, big tree, and it had some limbs up there, but not, not a lot. But up in the very top there, there was a, a big open area, and there was a huge eagle's nest up there. Wow. And it was phenomenal. And, um, and so they had, uh, the eagles had, I don't know if it's one or two, I think there's maybe two little eaglets in there. Uh, I guess that's what they're called eaglets. And so the, uh, the male and female would take turns, you know, up there on the nest and, and the gentleman there, he did not want me working underneath this tree or near the tree while the, the, the baby mm -hmm. eagles were in the tree and, uh, and the neighbor, he had a, a telescope and he would watch. And he said one time in the eagle's nest, Mm -hmm. uh, he actually saw a deer leg that was in the nest. Uh, apparently, it was a, I don't know if it was a roadkill or what, but this eagle had a, a leg from a deer and had taken it up there in the nest to feed the babies. And I'm like, whoa, that's really serious. But Wow. <laughs> but uh, another part of that story, uh, when the eagles, when the baby eagles finally flew away, um, actually, I think the way they do it, they kick them out of the nest. When it's time for them to go, they kick them out of the nest and they either, you know, hit the ground or they fly, you know, they learn. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so it's like, here you go, buddy. It's time to get out. You know, like your kid graduating from high school. Okay. Time to move out of the basement. You know, you're out of here. 
but uh, but they kick them out, and they and once they left the nest, then they he let me come back and then cut the uh, property boundary around right by that tree where the eagle nest was at, and because he just didn't want to disturb them, and I'm like, oh, I don't either. But uh, one thing, when I was around that tree, I got out of the machine, I got to look, and there's all kinds of bones all around the base of that tree from these eagles, you know, getting these animals. I mean, turtle bones and fish bones and all kinds of skulls and things. And it was like, man, these guys had quite an appetite, but, <laughs> but they, I guess they had eaten them and they would kick them out of the nest and, you know, kick the bones and stuff out of the nest, but it was pretty cool. But I, I took a few pictures and stuff of that and it was, it was neat, but uh, that was one cool encounter um, uh, of, you know, being around eagles that uh, that was just really interesting, really neat, and uh, just one of my fun fun adventures <laughs> with animals. <laughs> wow, I love that. That's uh, I can only imagine. You know, you got these little eaglets, as you said, that are growing and so quickly ready to fly. You know, within a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. that takes a lot of nutrition. <laughs> so I'm not surprised what you yeah. found. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was, that was quite a treat. So I'm glad we pulled up uh, number 21 with the Eagles. <laughs> 21. All right. Well, anything else to cover? I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. We're ready to go to our yeah. two minute warning. Yeah, let's do that. Let's Greg, let's go ahead and close out um, with our two minute warning. And now. It's time for the two-minute warning. And, and, of course, I talk about that in the book. I talk about, you know, how life is, uh, is, is short. It really is. And as mm -hmm. you get older, um, you realize that clock is ticking, and you kind of think about your legacy, and, and you want to make every day count. And, of course, being a big football guy, a sports guy, I love, uh, you know, watching the team strategize and play. And, and of course, when you look at the stats, the last two minutes of the first half and the last two minutes of the game is where the vast majority of points are scored. Yes. And so, you know, we need to look at our life as being in the last, you know, at the two minute warning, you know, in the last, last uh, part of the game. And so we need to make everything count uh, each, each, each act that we do uh, each word that we say, let's, let's make it really have an impact. And so this two minute warning, here's what we're going to do. All you listeners, we want you to do one thing. It's really simple. And we talked about texting earlier. Uh, it's very simple. We're talking about your siblings, okay? So hopefully you have uh, siblings that are alive. I, I tell you what we want you to do. This is, your, this is your call to action. You text an encouragement and a kind note to your siblings and do it right now. As soon as this, this uh, show is over, once you've listened to it, you get out your phone because you all have one. And you know how to text and send something encouraging and kind and let them know, you know, just maybe a word of gratitude. Say, thank you. You've been a really good brother or sister or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or I remember, you know, this and that. But text them a kind and encouraging note and do it right now. And that's your call to action. So two minute warning. Get out there and do it. You won't be sorry. So yep. make it happen now. Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.